The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. From Kelowna. And we have Kelsey Campbell as well joining us again. Hello, Kelsey. Hey. Uh, yeah, well, I just want to hop on because this is my buddy. Mike oh, yeah, of course. Okay. You got an intro. Earlier today, we spoke with Wally Berg. He's the owner of Berg Adventures International. He's summited Everest four times. We're talking about this is the most deadly season for Everest. And uh, there's just something... It takes a certain someone to be able to summit that. Wally kind of downplayed it. He's like, it seems like everyone kind of feels like they can do it now. But hearing Mike's experience of just getting to do the base camp training and some of the crazy hikes he does, I uh, thought it was probably worth pulling him in for this conversation. Hey, Mike. Hi, Kelsey. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Uh, you were lucky enough to live just an hour or so from the mountains in Calgary, and uh, you and uh, your girlfriend do a fabulous job of keeping us all super jealous following you on social <laughs> media because you seem to be hitting a different peak every weekend. Is that just where you feel most comfortable, sweating and, and bleeding your way to the top of the world? Yeah, it's just uh, something I've kind of grown up doing since I was a kid with my dad, and it's just kind of grown into a, a passion of mine for sure. What has been the most challenging hike to date? Um, probably a, a volcano in in Ecuador called Antisana. It was uh, not just the elevation, but it was we had a pretty severe storm blow in during our summit bid, so it was uh, it was pretty intense. And that's kind of my my favorite climb, and definitely the most difficult one to date for me. Oh my goodness, Mike! What kind of preparation do you take part in leading up to the to the hike? Do you do you have to do a lot of like you get your ten thousand steps in, or you do a lot of like inclines on the treadmill? <laughs> um, probably the best way for me to train is just to actually be out in the mountains, um, put on a heavy bag, and just go out hiking. A lot of those little muscles in your ankles and in your knees, you need to get used to that and. No squats or treadmill can kind of do that rather than just getting out and actually hiking or climbing. How light do you need to pack when it comes to a big a big climb? How light? Yeah, like you, you have to pack your water, all of that stuff, but, but it can weigh you down. I'm, I'm imagining that you, you want to be as light as possible when you're hiking up these mountains. Yeah, absolutely. I, um, normally there's kind of a base camp established, so your big trekking bag or or whatever it may be is kind of left there, and then absolutely you kind of have an alpine style, uh, the lighter the better. Um, oftentimes you just kind of try to hydrate as much as you can before the day, and then just bring a liter of water, and you can always melt some snow or just uh, use a water purification to filter some water on the way down or something. What's uh, on your bucket list still to come of climbs to make? Um, actually, I'm headed to Peru here in a few weeks to do some climbs in the in uh, the Cordella Blanca. So there'll be three peaks there that I'm hopefully to do. And uh, that's kind of as far as my sights are at this point. When you're hiking and, and you start hitting those different elevations, can can you just walk us through how the oxygen levels are changing? Some of the things that you physically feel, are you lightheaded? Are you gasping for breath? Yeah, that's definitely, I think no matter how much you train or acclimatize, that's always a factor. Um, and I think most people will tell you that. Definitely for me, it's um, feeling pretty lightheaded, quite sleepy, just kind of lethargic. Um, and probably another big one for me is I just don't feel very hungry or thirsty, which isn't good because my body definitely needs it. You just don't really have that appetite there. So on the ascent up, I never seem to eat enough food, try to force them down. 
on the way down, all of a sudden, as I'm losing elevation, I all of a sudden get really, really hungry and weak because I realize I haven't eaten or drank enough water, probably. Reading about the challenges uh, at Mount Everest, people are dying right now in the queue going up to the summit. That's that's the issue right now. And on a hike like that, people are timing out their breaths with every step they take, not moving too quickly, not moving too slowly. So when they're coming to a complete stop, it in some cases, it's actually a dead stop. Uh, is, is this something that you have to be conscious on on some of these bigger hikes that you've tackled, about that motivation that you've got to keep moving? If you come to a stop, you're going to run into trouble? Um, I've never tackled anything that's kind of above 8,000 meters or anything like that, so I don't think I would ever encounter that. Definitely on Everest, that's a, that's a very real possibility, but um, definitely for me on some of the hikes I've done before, um, just not stopping is usually a good idea in any sort of alpine descent. You just don't really want to stop and get tired and try to rest your eyes. You just want to keep going and keep the body moving, even if it's just very, very slowly. Wow. So when you reflect back on, on your many climbs and, and your advice that you could give to someone who, who maybe also wants to try a challenging climb, but the oxygen is thin, they're not quite sure where to start, what advice would you give to someone who's about to embark on a big climb? Uh, take the time necessarily to acclimatize. So have uh, whether it's just kind of having some rest days at high elevation, depending on where you are, or just doing some short hikes. So you hike high, sleep low and just give yourself, your body, enough time to kind of adapt to that. And I think even prior to your trip, just doing a lot of uh, HIIT training, so high-intensity interval training, um, I've just found and I've read some research that that's a really good way to increase your body's capacity to take in oxygen, which would really help at high altitude. Hey, thanks, Mike, for, for joining us. Where's the adventure this weekend? Um, the golf course and then hopefully Kananaskis uh, out in the mountains for one of the days as well. Sounds pretty good. Wow, thanks, Mike. All right, now we're going to head over to traffic. Checking in with Mark Rogers from Global One. Mark, how's it going up there? It's not a huge delay. There was a stall earlier, Yellowhead westbound after 107th Street.